This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good name, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. would like to wish a very special Mazel Tov to Mr. to Mr. and Mrs. Yosef Prager upon the birth of their baby daughter this week, as well as to the grandparents, Mr. and Mrs. Shmuel Prager. May they see much nachas from this daughter, from this girl, as well as from all their children and their great-grandchildren. We're still holding this week, dealing with the loss of the great Godel Adar, Reb Chaim Kanievsky. And I'm sure many of you have heard has paid him. Many of you have heard many, many has paid him. We had an event in the shul last night. It was a beautiful, beautiful event. Such chizuk that was, that was given. The speeches, the stories were, were something special. If you missed it, you can watch it. It's available uh, on Chazak's website or anytime. Just to hear some of the stories from people who knew, who spent time, who were there with this great Godel. And we're hearing stories and we're learning and we're gaining. But perhaps this week's parsha is the most apropos parsha for us to be dealing with this problem. This week's parsha is very similar to what we're going through right now. As we all know, in this week's parsha, it was the eighth day, the Yom Hashmini Limaluim. It was the eighth day after seven days of the Mishka not being ready. And finally comes the eighth day. And this is the Havdil opening day. This is the day the Mishkan is going to be functioning. And this is the day the Mishkan is going to be ready. And this is the day Hashem is going to finally be living with us, dwelling amongst us. The people were thrilled. There was such a joy felt in the ear. There was a simcha. And not only for all of Klai Yisrael, but specifically for Aaron and his children, they were going to be ready to do their service, their avoida, their mishkan, their purpose. And the sense of joy was unbelievable. Everyone was in the best of moods. The Jewish people felt they're finally going to obtain slicha and kapara for the Chetu Egel. Hashem will finally forgive them. They're ready to move on. Hashem will live amongst us in this world. You can only imagine the excitement, the feeling, the joy. And all of a sudden, suddenly, tragically, two great gedolim, Nada Vaviu, are taken amidst the joy. Amidst the simcha, amidst the great feeling, it so quickly turns a tragedy. And all of a sudden you see the passing of not one great tzaddik, but two great tzaddikim. And the marriage tells us Nadav Avi would have been the ones to lead the Jewish people into Eretz Israel, not Yeshua. That's a great Nadav Avi were. But for whatever mistake they made, and we're not getting into that now, they were not going to have that role. But all of a sudden the joy and the excitement came crashing down. And the day that was supposed to be so festive and so joyous turned into a day of mourning. Sounds like a familiar story. It sounds like a story that happened twice to us as a nation. We had Shushan Purim last week. People were celebrating Purim. If you have to pick a day on the calendar, it's got to be Purim. And in those cities, Yerushalayim, that was their Purim. There was joy. There was Simcha. You have to remember this is really the first year since COVID hit that people had a normal, regular Purim. 
People had sudas with each other. People sent shalachmanis without masks on. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. There was joy in the year. Yes, amidst the backdrop of Ukraine and Europe. But people felt excited about Purim this year. And all of a sudden, it all comes crashing down. The news spread that we lost our Gadolador. And this is not the first time this has happened to us. We all remember Lag Ba'imer. Wasn't so long ago. Another day full of, full of joy, full of simcha, the ending of the Avelis over Tamid Rebakiva, and we all remember how that day ended. We're still feeling it. Where do we go? What's the answer? What's the coping mechanism for such a day, for such a feeling? For where we find ourselves right now. The answer we all know is found in this week's parasha. Vayidim Aaron. If anyone had the right to be upset. To be frustrated. To be angry with Hashem. It's Aaron Akoyim. This was the day that he was waiting for. This was his big day. His day to shine. His day to become the Koyim Gadol. His day to do the Avoid and the Mishkan. This was his time to shine. And Hashem struck down. The joy, the simcha, with tragedy. So if anyone had a right to be fatainad, if anyone had a right to ask questions, it was Aaron Akoyim. Yet the Torah tells us, Vayidim Aaron, Aaron is silent. Says the Chofetz Chaim, and later Reb Shach. Vayidim doesn't mean Vayishtok, he was quiet. Very often in life, we're quiet with our mouth, but our body language gives off a totally different impression. You see, people that are quiet, they're not talking. But you know they're upset, you know they're frustrated, you know they're angry, they know they're mad at you, but they don't say a word. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Vayidim Aaron, didn't just mean Vayishtoik Aaron, Aaron was quiet. He was a domain, none, zero. Nothing gave off the impression that he was upset, that he was angry. How? Unbelievable. He's watching his life, he's watching his children die, and he's not fatainet. When we walk down the street, and we and 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 you know uh, we don't get the the the, the light. We're fatainet ready with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why is my day not going the way I want it to be? And here stands Aaron Akoyan, who just lost his two sons Sadikim on the most joyous day of his life, and he's vayidim. He accepts the will of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's unbelievable. And I know you're thinking, come on, we can't do it. Now the truth is, it's very difficult. But there are people who have done it. The Atul from Slobotka lost his daughter on Simcha's Torah. And everyone was going to see what was he going to do with Hakafas. Simcha's Torah, Avelis, how did he manage it to? And he danced Hakafas with the Simcha like it was a regular Simcha's Torah. And then he started asking people as the day went on, is it, is it, is it nighttime, is it nighttime, is it nighttime? And someone said, yeah, it's Tzayseh Gechavim. The moment he was told it was Tzayseh Gechavim, he burst into, cry, into tears and cried for an hour over the loss of his daughter. These people are not, are not emotionless. They have a lot of emotion. But they were able to control themselves. How? It's unbelievable. And the truth is, take it to modern times. There were interviews after the Lagbaim tragedy. You'll speak to, you see interviews of parents who lost children and they have the same attitude. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. How can a human being think like that? Obviously, it's a very high madrega. It's obviously something we need to strive for. But is there a way we can try 
in our daily lives to stop being so fatainad on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to stop trying to always nitpick and complain and be upset and frustrated when things are not the way we want it to go? Of course, there's Avelos, and we're supposed to be sad. But we also have to realize that Hashem knows exactly what He's doing. He's got a plan. You might not like that plan. Okay. But He knows what He's doing. Aaron Akain taught us that it's not our place, it's not our job, it's not our tafkit to ask the why, the how, the if. Our job in this world is to accept, to gain, to grow, and to move on, and to gain and learn from the past, but not to ask why. And I believe that's why Aaron Akain got a very interesting reward. What was his reward for being silent through this difficult time? So you would have thought his reward would be Hashem would give him more children. Hashem would give him great, amazing grandchildren. Hashem would give him wealth. Who knows what? Hashem gave him this chos that now Hashem spoke to him privately. You know, most of us would say, okay, that's a nice. Why was that the reward? I think the answer is because Hashem said to Aaron, you get me now. If you're not going to question me, you're going to accept what I do because you know deep down that I know what I'm doing. So now we can be close. If we want to be close to that Kodesh Baruch, we have to be more willing to accept his will. We have to be willing to accept he knows what he's doing. Of course we should dive in for what we want. And of course we should dive in for a different outcome. But if the outcome is not going the way that we want, the answer is to embrace Hashem, not run away from him. The tendency is when things don't go the way we like it, we run away from Hashem. Aaron Akain says, no. The answer is when you don't like the way things are going, you say, Hashem, I get it. This is what you want. And then Hashem comes closer to you. And that's why Hashem said, oh, Aaron, you're not asking. You're not complaining. I can be close to you now. So if we want to find Dveikas to Hashem, one of the answers and one of the ways is stop doubting Him so much. Stop being so fatinded on Him. Stop complaining about the way things are not the way you want. Embrace the life that He gives you. Whether you understand it or not. And that's what Aaron taught us all. And that's what we're dealing with right now. We don't understand why Akash Baruch Hu took away a great Godel. We don't understand why Akash Baruch Hu took him away on Shushan Purim. We don't understand why Akash Baruch Hu took him away in a, in a time where Klai Yisrael is so at loss and ready for Gedolim. I don't understand and you don't, no one understands. But it's not our job. Our job is to say what can we, what could we have picked up and gained and learned from the life of such a Godel, which I think many of us did this week. Baruch Hashem. There were many as paid them all over and people gained information and, and chizuk and his oiros and we should continue doing that. But we're not here to ask Hashem, why would you do that to him? Why would you take away Abraham Kanevsky? That's not our job. Hashem knows what he's doing. He doesn't need a haskam. And this lesson is really the idea of Parshas Para. Parshas Para, the whole idea of the Paradum is completely illogical. We know that Paradum, the way it works is that someone who's Tameh becomes Tahar. And someone that's Tahar becomes Tameh. So it's an illogical mitzvah. What's the idea behind this illogical mitzvah? So Yaakov Kamenetsky explains... That the idea of Paradum is for us to realize that we don't understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch It's not our understanding that is why we serve Hashem. We serve Hashem because He told us and we trust and we have faith and belief that everything is good. But don't think for one second you understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch We don't understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch It makes no sense to us. This guy becomes Tommy, this guy becomes Tommy, it's illogical. And that's okay. When we read Parshas Parah, the, the feeling that we should get is, Hashem, I don't understand your ways. And that's okay with me. And that lesson is also at the end of this week's Parsha. 
the end of this week's parsha, we have the rules and regulations of which animals you could eat and which animals you can't eat. Now, let's be honest. Do we really understand why I can't have a cheeseburger or why I can't have this type of animal? We don't really understand. But we accept and we move on. So how many of us spend the whole day saying, you know, I really, really don't think it makes sense that the guy's allowed to have that and I can't. What's going on with it? So we move on. We accept it. Once we accept all of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways like that, it becomes a little easier when we're throwing that curveball, when we're throwing that difficult situation. Maybe that's why the Torah put in at the end of this week's parasha, the Machalas Asuras, to remind us the same way you don't understand that and you're able to move on. Right? We figured out ways to eat kosher food. That's kosher. Baruch Hashem, there's no shortage of kosher food today. It's amazing. We found avenues. And we're not stuck on the notion of how, how, how could it be that I'm not allowed to eat a cheeseburger? How could it be I'm not allowed to eat uh, whatever, lobster? We managed. Hashem is saying, you could do that with everything. Accept my will. Do what I tell you. Don't question. Don't ask. Embrace. The more we grow closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by not understanding, the closer we will get to HaKadosh Baruch Because that's when Hashem draws us close. That's how we build a real relationship. Not by understanding, by accepting that we don't understand. Mr. Hashem, we should all grow from this week, from the stories and the Hespedim. And there'll be more and we should just continue to grow and be more and change, improve our lives. And let's remind ourselves in this week's parasha that Aaron gave us the kaychas. That we should never know of tsaris, Never, ever. Never. But if chas v'shalom tsaris creep into our lives and to our communities, we're going to learn from Aaron HaKayim what we need to do in order to have a Kodesh Baruch Hu back in our lives. Instead of pushing him away, let's bring him in. Mr. Hashem, as we usher in this week, Shabbos Mavorchim Chodesh Nisim Benisim Asidim Ligol This is the month of Geula. If we show HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're not asking, we're not doubting, we're not fatainad, we're not, we're not wondering answers, we just want to get closer to you. We want to accept your will. The same way the Jewish people were redeemed from Mitzrayim, we too should be redeemed from this very horrific Golis. We should be zeichet to go out in the month of Nisan to the Geula Shalema. The arrival of Mashiach of Meher Have a wonderful Shabbos.